You're listening to Office Politics, brought to you by Revolt Career Network. I have a question for everyone. Who else, be honest, throughout their 2020 planner around, like, March? Me. I had just invested into one of the higher-end planners, bought all the stickers. Y'all, I was decked out. I was on Etsy all of the time. They were sending me all of the coupons. And then, um, yeah, it is (laughs) – it's, like, buried with some of my old HR books. Um, Anyway, I really do have, you know, higher hopes for 2021 – Um, I definitely feel like I can go into it with like some semblance of a plan. And so with that, I'm super pumped that I am going to be using my Revolt Career Planner. It is so gorgeous. And unlike some other planners that just are basically blank blank spaces for you to like fill things in, this is combined with their methodology. It has different rankings, different metrics. Um, it, it really just makes sure that you're prioritizing your wellness. It, it just, it's top notch, you guys. And if nothing else, it is $29.99, but that's only if you like paying full price. And who likes that? With my offer code, Office Politics, you get 25% off. Yeah, one more time. 25% off. So whether it's for yourself, your sister, your mom, your boyfriend, whoever needs a game plan, an action plan, or is just that organization nerd, they need it. Elevate their game, upgrade their life with this planner, with my offer code. You're welcome. Thank you. Cheers to 2021. Champagne, please. Stat. Welcome back to Office Politics. I am your host, Jasmine Reed Clark, and this is the space where you get to just take your top bun out, shake it all out, and vent, scream, cry, laugh, all of the above, all at once. No one is here to judge you. And today's episode is really special. And I know I say that every episode, but that's because they're all special. But this one is like fear factor for me. Let me explain. I don't know if there's an industry that scares me more than the fashion industry. I mean, pretty much my introduction into it was The Devil Wears Prada and then compounded by a viewing of the September issue in college. So I pretty much thought unless you were waif thin, gorgeous, and I don't know, vacationing in Paris every summer, that that was an industry where you would just be ousted. Now, even though those are my fears, uh, thankfully, the industry is changing, and though it still has a long way to go, there are two women who are like stomping their stilettos and their power blazers with pockets and taking it by storm. And that is 
the founders of Power Woman, Kimberly and Miriam. Power Woman is a women's blazer uh, clothing line. And guess what? They have pockets. They have personality. They're gorgeous. I personally have the Gloria and the little black blazer. It's like velvet. It's just like so luxurious, but at an affordable price point. Latina-owned small business, again, coming out of Dallas. So anyway... I have on the two co-founders today to talk about what is it like to break into a really scary industry, especially when you don't have a background or a degree in fashion merchandising or design, what it's also like just to work with your best friend and is that awkward and like, do you hate each other at the end? And what is it? what it's like to be a mom entrepreneur and dealing with postpartum depression and finding that transition and finding the power in your new title as a working mom. So if any of that sounds interesting, please stay tuned. It's going to be a good one. Hi, Kim and Miriam. Thank you guys so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, we're so excited. Yes, I actually really love, I was just telling, my husband and I were just telling our in-law, well, my in-laws, how we know each other and that it's such a small world. And I was first introduced to your brand through my friend Hadley because I saw this epic video. I I know, that video is awesome. Yeah, and I was like, when did Hadley become a model? I was I was just <laughs> like I have to see this. Yeah. And then when I went to your Instagram page, I was I saw that you all have these insanely gorgeous, beautiful, affordable blazers mm-hmm. and they have pockets. I know. <laughs> that's the like, best part. We all get excited everything. about pockets. No, and and then I think people what people don't realize or I think sometimes what we forget is blazers are totally designed for men. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And I would love to just hear what the background is of Power Women, your blazers, and just what the vision was when you set out to start this business. Yeah, this is our favorite subject. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we love to talk about. Yeah. Okay. So, Power Women um, is our brand, and we make blazers for the modern businesswoman. So, we have po- two pockets on the inside, one little one for your lipstick, pen tampons and then one above it for credit cards business cards um small things like a little wallet and then on the outside we have two full pockets where you can put your phone uh bigger things like your keys a bigger wallet that way you're always carrying everything that you need and then you don't need a person you're just always prepared when we were when we were you know designing these blazers we we thought back on the moments in which we felt that we were basically we had like that imposter syndrome mentality where we walked into a room and we didn't feel like ourselves. And part of the problem is that we never we didn't look like ourselves either. So you pull up to a table, you know, this table that we, that we fought so hard to be at, we get there and we're not even being ourselves. We're being the replica of our male counterparts. So that's reflected in the blazers that were sold. You know, those blazers, all that's different is that the bust is different. So they accounted for our boobs, but not for our personalities or character, you know? <laughs> So when we make these blazers, yeah. we're like, you know what? Like we we've got more than boobs. We've got personality. <laughs> we've got a, a history. We've got a background. Yes. And our and our we, blazers reflect that. 
Exactly. Well, and it's funny, um, it wasn't until I saw one of your promos that I was even like, oh, wait, dudes, blazers have a place for like business cards and pens. And it's like, I yeah. think what you said hits it perfectly. And what you said, they show off our personality. Exactly. I, yeah, like I, I think one reason I loved working in startups is because I could, you know, dress in a way that reflected my personality. Mm -hmm. And so many business clothes don't do that. But you have something for like every vibe. I have the um, little black blazer that's like this beautiful velvet with this like rich gold like interlining. I'm sure I'm saying all the wrong like. No, No, it's it's perfect. perfect. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And then the Gloria. Like, and the Gloria, I just feel like is this next level bitch that I want to be. Like, I just think. (laughs) That's what she is. She's a millionaire. But do you guys want to give a little background in what you were doing before Power Women? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, Kim and I actually met in college. Um, She was my best friend's sweet mate freshman year. So that's how we originally met. Um, but we didn't really become friends until after, well, I guess close friends until after college. Um, I, Kim had just come back from Columbia and she needed a job and I was working in the luxury automotive sales. And I was like, well, do you want to come sell cars with me? And she said, yeah, I'll try it. And we worked, um, there for two years together before she moved to Dallas and worked for the same company. So, yeah. And I'm still doing that. Yeah. So she, whenever I came back, I was, she was talking, this, she works for a really wonderful company that, you know, it's where we kind of got our customer service aspect from, you know, it's a, it's a company that idea. Yeah. And obviously (laughs) the need, the need of this blazer came from working there because we were caught off guard, unprepared and felt unrepresented every single day. So we were like, you know, how do we fix this problem for ourselves? And then our friends and coworkers saw it and they were like, oh my God, this is amazing. But Working at this company, they they harp on customer service so much that that's one of like our pillars for our company is that you know every when you receive your blazer, it's we like we package we package each each blazer as if it's going to like Mother Teresa herself, like we, we a thousand you know, percent like the pink tissue paper, like the oh stickers, yeah, it's all like which oh, makes yeah. a huge difference for the um. For the customer experience as well, I think packaging is key. I don't want to say half the battle, but I really do. I have rebought from vendors or companies just because the packaging was Mm -hmm. so beautiful and it felt like an experience. Also, like when you get these blazers, it's a celebration of you. You know, a lot of times women are are encouraged to celebrate their engagements or their their marriages, but they're not taught to celebrate promotions and, mm-hmm. you know, hirings mm-hmm. and, you know, big milestones in their careers. So, or just in their personal lives that have nothing to do with getting married. Like, you know, so, like becoming a mother. Like I, I always say moms need blazers too. We're doing a job. So whenever you get this blazer, like we want, we want it to be a present to yourself. So when, so Miriam's the one that actually packages all of them because Sophia will not let me package a damn thing. She is <laughs> in my business twenty four seven. Like, what are we doing? Who is this going to? <laughs> so Miriam Sophia does it with is so her much daughter, love. By the way, yeah. oh yeah, Sophia's my little baby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my. Actually, switching gears a little bit to talk about, um, you know, customer service and the different pillars of your company. One thing that I learned and I think I had to learn the hard way was sometimes you're at a job that, you know, maybe it's not your dream job or you're dreaming of building your own empire, but truly every last thing you do will serve you at the next job. And even things I did as like an intern are part of like who I am as a businesswoman now. 
What are some things that you feel like you all took from past jobs that Mm. have helped you be really successful and really honestly bomb at your current business? Because everything from the creative direction to the customer service to the messaging, you would truly think you guys have been doing this for a decade, not a few years. Oh my God. Are you serious? (laughs) We love to hear that because we really don't know if we're doing it right. Girl, you're doing it right. Like yeah, I, because we, we don't love, know. And like I told you, I wanted to buy more, but it was sold out. I think just even having your things sell out, and it feels like a luxurious business. Like mm-hmm. you would never know that it was like two best friends behind the brand. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, one of it is for sure, you know, customer service and like meeting people. But I think, um, like a big part of it is we're just we're just so passionate about this. And like, yes, we were in sales. So like, we know, we know, we know how to sell things. Like we can sell a pen. We can sell, we can sell anything. Yeah. We can sell ice to yeah. an Eskimo. A but, polar bear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we just, we're just so passionate about this that whenever you come to our booth and mm-hmm. like, it doesn't feel like sales to us. Like we truly yeah. love the product and yeah. we believe in the product. You know, it's about, you know, our company taught us like to build value. And so mm-hmm. we, we value our blazers and we know what, what they bring. So absolutely. I mean, we when when women come to our booth or a woman, you know, messages, it's not only that you know you're buying a blazer. We want you to have this blazer. Yeah, like we want you yeah. to feel this way. We want and we want to be a part of your mm. most special moments. Like when you are in the office and you're about to speak up for the first time and you're going to say mm. something that might be uncomfortable. We want to be the hype girl that's like, you oh. go, girl. Like let's do it. Let's say it. You know, so I love that. So we want you to get it for you. And then I love that question about that. You know, what did we learn? Because a lot of times we get approached by our friends or, you know, by women that are in the process of trying to find out what they want to do. And I think a lot of the times they're they're discouraged by thinking that the, the stage that they're in is a waste of time mm-hmm. and that and it's all a, a waiting game to the next stage. But it's a missed opportunity to think that way because the where you are right now is crucial to where you will be. So Ooh, yes. when I, when we you know when I because I used to work in the same company when I was there and I, you know, sales is hard, but whenever I was there and I lost motivation for, you know, maybe it was a difficult deal or maybe it was a difficult customer. I would think of like the overall grand scheme of things. Like what am I learning in this moment? Like what is this difficult deal bringing to me? And at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, when you're Mm -hmm. in sales, you are the, the customer service, you are the sales team, you are the manager, you're everything. So I learned that you have to bring the customer to you. You cannot wait for them to knock on your door and be like, hey, I really want to buy your blazer. So that's what, you know, the being on, oh, do you hear Sophie? (laughs) Hi, Sophie. (laughs) She said hi. But like being, you know, looking for people to to speak about us, looking for people that want to interview us or looking for women that want to be a part of Power Woman. We, We search them out as much as this looks like it's, falling out of the sky, Miriam and I are hustling. Like mm-hmm. we are, we're on Instagram 24 seven. We are on, in, you know, talking to every, if you meet us, you'll be like, Hey, my name is Miriam. My name is Kim. Have you heard of power woman? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. No. Cause you even, you, we were saying that you wear your blazer to the grocery store. And then I was mm-hmm. like, damn, that's actually really smart because I'm sure people oh, yeah. stop you from a distance and they're like, Oh yeah. I, I make a big show of it. If I'm yeah. opening my blazer up for a business card or a credit card, I do it slow, baby. I want you to see this. So I'm like, 
I make it sexy and, and I can tell they're looking, you know? And, yeah. And sometimes oh. I approach and I'm like, girl, thank you for coming. Like, welcome to my, welcome to Power Woman. Yesterday yes. at the dealership, someone was like, oh my gosh, I just love that baby blue color. And I'm like, thank you so much. I make it. Here's my card. Yeah. <laughs> the ultimate flex. And then they're Absolutely. like, what? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's Actually, those moments where you learn that, like where you're like, yeah. "What am I doing here?" You know, maybe I'm not where I'm supposed to be. You're exactly where you need to be. You have to just take advantage of it. And um, you actually said something about kind of sales related, like you seek power women out, and because you, it's like you know, you have a fantastic product. Mm-hmm. You know the vision. What would you say to somebody who? Because here's how I get in my own way. And this is mm-hmm. all about scripting and, you know, writing your own narrative. Sometimes I'm like, oh, like, I don't have this certification or I don't have this MBA, which is just, you know, it's BS. It's just don't, yeah. you know, don't reach for the excuse. What is like a mental trick or a confidence booster you can give to other women if they mm-hmm. are like, damn, I don't feel like a natural salesperson, but I have this like really dope service or dope product that I know the world needs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I would say that if you're, you know, definitely passionate about what you're selling and like, it's going to show. So obviously like the first few times that you say your sales speech, like, you know, it's not going to be perfect and it may change. So, you know, practice makes perfect. So you just got to keep trying, keep, you know, saying it, tweaking things. I mean, when we had our first booth and like what we put like power woman is like if you read that we're like that's not what power woman is someone actually reposted it thinking that they could use that snippet and we had forgotten that we yeah and we reread it we were like what the hell yeah so we changed it like on our website immediately because like we have like tweaked it so much since Mm -hmm. since our first like little 10 second monologue on what power woman is Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean oh my god it's a process Oh, yeah. Well, and I love what you said. Like, it can change. I think that's the thing I still have to remind myself when I'm making decisions. Like, okay, but if you don't like that color, you can change it. If you don't like that copy on the website, you mm-hmm. can change it. And I think sometimes I get in my own way because I want it to be perfect the first try. And yeah, so that's like something in my own journey that I've had to get over. And let me tell you, we do not have a design background. We did not go to fashion school. Mm-hmm. We draw doodles. Like Google University is where we learned. Absolutely. (laughs) We learned how to start a business and make lasers and find a manufacturer and all of that from Google. And now, oh, go ahead. It, like all of this, you, it's not, I mean, it's difficult because it's time consuming and it's very scary, but. At the end of the day, you have to remind yourself, like, do you really want it? Are you, and if someone does come up to you and try to humiliate you, like, what's, for me, like, the worst, what's the worst that could happen? Am I going to die? If the answer is no, then I'm going to do it. I'm probably going to go ahead and do it. So, like, whenever, like, our first designs, you know, we were drawing these blazers that were like, oh my God, is this the right color? Is this the right fit? Is this the right sizing, the right fabric? Is anybody going to like it? And we're like, well, if we launch this, are we going to die? Like, if we put this out, will we die? Oh, we will? Okay, let's just go ahead and do it. And what's then, the worst that can happen? What's the worst People that can happen? Yeah. Okay. And you have to be yeah, just we open. tried. Like, we're not delusional enough to think that we're perfect at any point mm, in our lives. So like imperfection yeah. to us, I don't think scares us. We're we're very much like we think on our feet, and we we we're the people that you just, like we throw in, we're thrown into the water, and then we learn how to swim. So when this happened. And it wasn't perfect. Our website wasn't perfect. Our pictures weren't perfect. 
you know, we were literally with our husbands taking pictures on our floor and yes, like yes. figuring mm-hmm. it out. And it looked super janky, but it <laughs> yeah. was out there. And and Sophia was like two weeks old. Uh, yeah. And I cherish those pictures and I cherish those moments because it's like, you know, I don't, I, I would hate for, for women to go on our page and scroll down and be like, damn, they always had it together. Yeah. Like I, I can't yeah. launch my product because look at look mm-hmm. where they started. They started at 10 and it's like, yeah. no girl, we started at negative 10 and <laughs> it looked terrible, but here we are. Thank you for coming. You know? <laughs> So we no, want to show sure. that. Like we, we we talk about that on Instagram all the time, like f- being fully transparent and being like, yes. we, don't, we don't know how to do this. Do you know how to do this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Help us out, girl. <laughs> For sure. And that's even how you build like an authentic community and mm-hmm. like real engagement on your page, but also for your brand. Mm -hmm. And speaking of that, you know, going to Google University, you all don't have, you know, you you didn't go to design school. So what is it like when you're like, I have a cool idea to, okay, let me find manufacturers and let me find like product Mm -hmm. people. Like, what is that journey like? Um, How, like, where did you even start? I mean, so when we first drew out our blazers, <laughs> so but when we found our, I'll tell you how we found our manufacturer, but when we found our manufacturer and we, they were like, okay, send us your designs. I, it honestly stopped us in our tracks because we were like, shit, like yeah. they're going to laugh at us. They're going to yeah. laugh at us. <laughs> they're going to see this freaking stick figure and be like, are they for real? Is this a joke? <laughs> but they didn't. They didn't. They saw our little drawings and they're like, oh yeah. Like, we're like, Okay. Yeah, yeah, like that's what we mean. And so it's almost like being on stage. Like if the audience doesn't know that you messed up, don't let them know. You Damn, know? wait, can we – wait, we have to pause there. If the audience doesn't know you messed up, keep going. Yeah, so keep going. You. So that's really interesting to me because I think if it had been me, I would have been like, oh, my God, I need to like um, outsource this or like pay yeah. someone to come up with designs. And you're like – it. It doesn't have to be that complicated. No. That's their their job is to make clothes. They're working so, for us. Yeah, yeah. They're professionals. Like they know they know how to do this. We don't. Yeah. So we're like, here's what we want. Mm-hmm. This is the color. This is the fabric. Yeah. Oh. And the thing is, it's a process. So they would send us the first blazer and we'd be like, Are you kidding? <laughs> we didn't we didn't literally mean what we drew. <laughs> this isn't for a doll. Yeah. They like the first time they sent us blazers, we were like, okay, so I want these to be American sized because yeah. they were tiny, tiny. So I Oh, mean, I can see it now. Huge yeah. learning curve. But honestly, when that happened, when they were like, send us your designs, I Googled and Miriam and I were freaking out because we were like, we need to send it. They're like called tech packages, I yeah. think. And tech packages are like you you have to go to freaking design school to know how to make one. And so I was like, let me just, okay, maybe I can do one. And I got to page three and I was like, nope, it's a no for me, dog. Like you're just, I'm going to have to, I'm going to, I sent them, we would send them videos of ourselves, like miming out the blazer and being like, we want it to, we want it to be right here and right here and right Mm -hmm. here. And, um, (laughs) I mean, they got what we, they got it because they made exactly what we wanted. Yeah. That's awesome. And then do you guys have a favorite blazer? I think the Gloria might be my like forever yeah. favorite, but um well my favorite one is the one that's coming out. The Kenzie. The Kenzie. I love that one. I love Ooh, that green velvet. Yeah. It's so luxurious. But I'm also Wait, upset is- with the plaid. 
Yeah. Which plaid? The tan the or the hunter? The hunter. I love the oh, hunter. Oh, the hunter's so classy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, now, the one that's coming out, is this – because I know, Kim, when you and I were on the phone, I know you all commissioned a local Dallas artist to do mm-hmm. designs. Is that the one you're talking about, Miriam? Or yes. are you talking about a different one? No, yeah. That one's the one that's coming yeah. out soon. So, Kenzie's a local Dallas artist, and we are so excited that we get to – walk the walk, which is yeah. empower and embolden other women around us and kind of and kind of like celebrate them. We want to celebrate Kenzie and her art, you know? And her art is so joyful and so feminine. And so we were actually at a market um, held by the Curator Project, which is hosted by the Iman Project, Brie, Brie Clark, and she does beautiful markets. And so Kenzie was diagonal from us mm-hmm. at the market. And we saw each other. And Kenzie, I think, Miriam, you walked up to her, didn't you? Or yeah, she, yeah, I walked up to her to see the art. And I was yeah. like, this is so cute. And then she was like, oh, where's your booth? And I was like, that one. She's like, oh, I'll come over later and say hi. Yeah. It was her idea. Yeah, Kenzie was like, we should collab. And I was like, yeah. So Miriam, I think you saw the painting, right? And Miriam was like, we should do that painting. Um, and it, it's beautiful. When we saw it, we were like, this is this goes from winter to spring to every day. Like, it's a beautiful blazer. And it's it has such a beautiful message. It's joyful. It's feminine. It's empowering. It's so luxurious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an Ooh. emerald green. I mean, it's stunning. Ooh, mm-hmm. That sounds perfect. Especially, when will it be um, debuting? Or when, when will it be up for sale? So, probably two to three weeks from now. Yeah, perfect. Oh, perfect time. Fifteen. Yeah, by middle yeah. of December we should have it. God willing, or else we're gonna be real upset. <laughs> <laughs> Your manufacturers yeah. will be hearing from you. I know they'll be hearing from me. <laughs> now I want to switch gears and ask you about mompreneurship. It's something that you've spoken really openly about, Kim. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who's not a mother myself, but I have mom friends, mm-hmm. what are like different messages that you would love to see? facilitated, um, you know, within the business world or different myths yeah. you would like to debunk? I, I, You know, something I want to debunk is being a mom is plenty. It's more than enough. So like if you're a mom, if you're a stay-at-home mom, don't – like when people ask you what you do, like say it with your chest. I'm a stay-at-home mm. mom, you know, mm. because mm-hmm. it's so – you are literally shaping the future of the world, you know? <laughs> You're not doing, you're not making something that's going to be thrown away. You're not, you're not creating something that's going to be unimportant in a few years. You're creating, you're molding and shaping a life that's going to affect the lives of others in the future. So when someone asks you what you do, you say, stay at home mom with your chest and you're proud of it. And so, you know, when I became a mom, I went from, you know, someone who made a lot of money and and you know was very independent and was very much like i call the shots mm-hmm. to being someone who depended on my husband financially mm-hmm. and who had to stay home with my daughter not had to but was privileged enough to stay home with my daughter you know some some women want to stay home with their children and they can't they have to go work and some women want to go back to work and that's absolutely amazing and perfectly you know fine like that you do you boo yeah. um like that's the thing. Like motherhood is so fluid. It is such a definition of who you want to be. And don't let anybody tell you that you have to do this. You have to do that. It's, it's really you. What do you want to do? And for so long, you know, after I became, after I gave birth to Sophie, I had pretty heavy postpartum depression that I didn't feel like I could get out of. And I felt like I was trying to talk to my husband about this 
few nights ago, it honestly felt like disgusting. Like I just, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to, it just, it, it, it's almost like it happened to me by surprise. It's almost like I wasn't pregnant for nine months beforehand. You know, so oh, I was no. like, I was like, what is this baby doing here? Who told her Did she could come? <laughs> <laughs> was it almost like having, so again, I haven't been pregnant, so I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know, but when you say that, what I'm imagining is, did it almost feel like a version of you, you died. know, died and went on? And then you were like, wait, what the, f- the is this yeah. my life now? Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you feel like you have no say in what that life looks like, you know, after mm-hmm. that. So, mm-hmm. you know, before that, you decide when you go to the bathroom, you decide when you brush your teeth, when you get up. And those basic things are now taken away from you. You don't decide when you go to the bathroom. You don't decide when you go to sleep. You don't decide when you eat. This baby decides it. And so, yeah, the thing is, so I had to come to a a realization of, you know, yes, a part of me has deceased. (laughs) Like she is gone. But the things that I love to do aren't gone. So, for example, Mm. I love to hang out with my friends. I love to be creative. I love power women, you know. And for some time, I thought that I couldn't do both, that I had to give up those things. And becoming a mother isn't giving up the things you love. It's relearning how to do the things you love in a way that fits your role as a mother. Wow. So, for example, I love going out to eat with my husband. I love um, (laughs) eating. (laughs) I love to eat. I see a pattern. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, with with a baby, it becomes – scary. You get anxiety about leaving the house and, and what if they cry? What if they make a mess? And then it became like, you know what? The people next to me aren't paying my damn bill. So <laughs> I'm going to go to the restaurant and she's going to make a mess and we're going to have fun. You know? Mm-hmm. Have so you been on a to- plane yet? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. We've been on plenty She's of planes. Been on multiple planes, yeah. actually. Something you said um, about like it being a transition, um, oh, like relying on your husband. So now that I've started my own business, I – you know, before it didn't really, I mean, I was always in a dual income, right? But mm-hmm. before it was like, we both made good money. So it didn't really matter. Now mm-hmm. it's like, I need this dual income. Mm-hmm. And I've had to completely, I realized how much worth I was getting out of like my work or oh, how yeah. much I made. And and I've never been the like bougie bitch who's like, oh, look at my like I'm not a designer girl. So I used to think, oh, I I don't derive any of my worth from my money. But I definitely realized, oh, I take a lot of pride in not needing you. Yeah. And so it's been really interesting to fully embrace my femininity and my celebration of self in a new way. Um, is that something that either of you felt like you had to? to go through or experience when you started power women or becoming a mom, anything. And it was like, no, <laughs> but definitely I did. Like I had to, I heavily depended on my production to define who I was. Like my identity relied on what I physically brought I to the like table. I feel like I haven't gone through that change yet. Yeah. <laughs> And, and maybe you won't, maybe yeah. you will, but it, it's something that I'm not used to asking for help. I'm used to just, I need it. I get it done, whatever. I don't ask anybody. So having to rely on everybody around me for help and like, I'm a huge control freak. 
She is. Like, <laughs> this is why I'm blessed to have Miriam like, next yes. to me because Miriam is super flexible and she knows when to let me go through my control freak walk because I'll, I'll loop right around back to her and be like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I would yeah. say that I'm like flexible, but like, I know I'm not going to win this argument between Kim and I. So I just like, <laughs> like you know what? I'm just going to take the, the high road. Yeah. yeah. But I'll just wait. You know, if I have yeah. an idea, I tell it to her and then she says no. Yes. And then I have to wait until it's her idea. And then I'm like, yeah, girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl, <laughs> it's like a marriage, what you two yeah. have. Oh, it, like, it 100%. Miriam and I are married. <laughs> like, we are so. Wait, which marriage? Be honest, which marriage is harder? Your, like, spouse marriage or your business partner marriage? For spouse. both of you guys. <laughs> Wait, you're seriously? I feel like I communicate with because I have I have boundaries with you. With Jack, I'm just like, I need this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like both are good. You really? Yeah. Well, now I feel like shit. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I also married like an angel. I know, but but see now I gotta talk and I gotta hype up my man Jack because <laughs> he's an angel too. He just brought me coffee and you know, so God bless. No, him. but <laughs> yes, it's just like for I, the, the, the reason why I say like with Miriam, it's easier is because I am, I feel more considerate with Miriam. <laughs> like, That's like with thousand. her. Yeah. Like with her, I'll be like, you know what? She's having a rough day. I'm not going to bring this up with Jack. I'm like, I see him having a rough day, but I also <laughs> am having a rough day. So yeah. here and it this is, is real life. It's so, but yeah. you know what's so funny about what you're saying? I forget where I heard this piece of advice, but, um, you know, over the summer, you know, it was 2020 quarantine. We're on top of each other. I'm picking fights left and right. And I was just Googling like, okay, Corona's not going anywhere for a minute. I mm-hmm. like, what can I do to kind of like alleviate some of the like, tension in our relationship Mm -hmm. and i read something that said treat your marriage like a business which like yeah you hear that um oh i remember now i learned it from jordan page who was on youtube and she was saying like know each other's strengths so you know how you have like a ceo and a coo and like you have your little status meetings you talk about the vision but you let somebody like really own their lane and you're not trying to like and I was like, damn, that's really smart. And just how you would respect, you know, your business partner or your team member, respect your spouse that way. So there are times, I swear to God, where I'm just like, treat him like you would treat your podcast manager, which is you're <laughs> going to let him finish his sentence. Yes, you're going yeah. to keep a nice little smile on your face. But yeah. no, I totally feel you on everything. Everything. I think said. that's like key with Miriam. Like, I respect her strengths. Oh gosh. Here she comes. I love my little gremlin. My little gremlin. <laughs> but like with Miriam, I, re- I respect and admire her strength so much that like I I am fully as control freaky freaky as I am. Control freaky. <laughs> <laughs> um I still respect her strength. So like if I need something, I'm not, I don't micromanage her through it. At least I hope I don't. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. Like if if I say but I think that's also like a lot of trust. Yeah. Like whenever we're, you know, at a booth, we're in, in an event, like we don't have to like check in on each other. Yeah. Like we both know we're doing a good job. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. If, if it was anybody else, trust. I would fully be over their shoulder, shoulder like, okay, you didn't put that leaf where I wanted you to put that leaf. <laughs> and so you're going to have to no. do that again. Yeah. But with Miriam, There's I a think lot of trust. She, she, she and I just have very similar brains. 
Oh, yeah. Well, and it seems like you guys are the perfect, like, yin to each other's yang. Like, you have mm-hmm. this similar vision. But what you said, you complement each other's strengths. And actually, I'm really curious. How did – who approached who when it came to starting Power Women? So I approached Miriam. And I I had been thinking about it for some months. And I was like, I should do this on myself. I should do this on myself. And then I was like – if I want to do this right and I want to have fun mm-hmm. and I'm going to enjoy this process, I want to I want to do it with someone who is going to compliment me. And I immediately thought of Miriam. Like immediately thought of Miriam. And the funny thing is, is they were actually driving back from Dallas when I called them, her and her husband. And so they had me on speakerphone when I called Miriam. And as soon as like the sentence came out of my mouth, they were both like, yes, like absolutely yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I've always had just like a really entrepreneurship mind. Like, you know, mm-hmm. when you're little and people are like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'd always be like, I don't know what, but like, I know I want to own a business. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know what yeah. it's going to be, but I know I'm going to be a business owner. Yeah. And also, I also seen Miriam hustle like no one I've ever seen hustle in my life Mm-mm. for four years. So when it came time to choosing someone that I knew would work as hard, if not harder than me, I was like, she's the only answer. Like, She's going to kill it. She's going to grind to the bone. Um, yeah. I've always, like, Miriam to me has always been, like, a like a work maniac. So I admire mm-hmm. that about her. But I do want her to slow down, though. I, I'm always like, take a break, slow down, like, <laughs> day off, please, you know? Yeah. Well, because you still work your full-time job. So you do, yeah. literally work around the clock. Like, totally. I mean, what works for you, Miriam? Like, is it – you you're like girl i keep my eye on the prize or are you like no i take a bubble bath every night drink a bottle of wine like how how do you juggle it all i definitely should take a bubble bath and drink more wine a bottle of bath, <laughs> a bottle of bath. <laughs> she's hilarious right now this is like her 20th day of working straight i mean honestly sometimes i have like mental breakdowns <laughs> like <laughs> you have to <laughs> yeah. like on sunday when we were at an event I was, I was just like sitting down on the floor while well it wasn't busy and i was like I'm so tired. Yeah. <laughs> this is my seventh day working in a row this week. Mm-hmm. I'm exhausted. Um, but honestly, like, it's just, um, like, so fun. Like, whenever we get an order or whenever, you know, we get, you know, 10 followers. Mm-hmm. And it's just so fun just getting to share that with Kim that, like, even though I'm just, like, exhausted and I, I'm i crazy because I wake up at 4.30 every day to go work – well, try to work up at 4.30 to go work out. Um. It's just so fun. Like just it makes us so happy and we're just I just love sharing that joy with Kim that I'm like that's what keeps me going. Mm. Like even though I'm so tired, like selling a blazer is like I just love it so much and it makes me so happy. And sometimes I'm at the dealership and I'm like, Oh my god, we have like ten orders and I'm like just like jumping outside by myself. I'm like, Yay! Yeah. <laughs> it's so exciting. You know, it's like celebrating those like small things that, you know, are gonna help. Um, yes, that's mm, I like that. Build the business is yeah. what keeps mm-hmm. me going. And we're also because because I I used to work with where where she works. Like for example, December's coming up. I'm in December's an insane month. Like in December is the the week is a month long and the day is a week long. It's insane. And so I'm considerate of that and I try to like bother her as little as possible, you know, and she's, and when Sophia was little, when Sophia was a newborn, Miriam picked Mm -hmm. up as much as she could, you know, because she was like, Kim is out of commission right now. (laughs) So like she needs some help. 
And so like, for and I think we're just so considerate of each other and so aware of our humanity. And because mm, we want to create a company in which we want to work at, you know, like we are workaholics, but we want to create a space where family comes first, Damn. you know? Yes, exactly. And, and so if, if, if we're going to walk that walk, we need to, or we're going to talk that talk, we have to walk that walk, which means mm-hmm. sometimes we don't get on Instagram for a few hours as hard as that is, you know, because family comes first. And, you know, I'm lucky enough that when power women picked up the pace and I found myself grasping at straws of where do I grab a second here and there? Cause I was literally on Instagram. If I was in the bathroom, I was on Instagram. Like I was answering messages and I talked to Miriam and Miriam was like, you need to, you need to, you need to get help at home, you know, get a babysitter. And so power woman, you know, she, is paying for me to have a babysitter twice a week from nine to two so that I have time to focus on power women a hundred percent. And I'm lucky enough to have a supportive business partner that didn't even hesitate when mm-hmm. it came to me bringing that up. She, when I actually, when I brought it up, she was like, actually, I was going to call you and ask you to do that, you know? Oh, no way. Wow. Yeah. So that's something really special that I really treasure in our partnership is that we are so like, considerate of our lives and our our spouses and our families, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I like I love that you even talk about the children and the spouses and you you're empathetic towards the whole extension of who mm-hmm. you are. So mm-hmm. how do you all really foster your friendship? Because you were friends first. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I think we all know a horror story of somebody mixing business with pleasure. I have my own stories. What do you do to make sure that, you know, if everything ended tomorrow, you two would still be friends. Well, we have a contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. No, we actually do have a contract because we're Miriam and I are best friends, but I think we're both like we do not mix money with feelings. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, Boom. this is our families. Like we're taking from our like we are this are these are our savings and we're taking from our savings. And so we're pretty aware of that and we don't mince words with that. We're very forward about it. But mm-hmm. Miriam hasn't asked me out on a date in a while. So I know. <laughs> well, COVID kind of pissed about it. <laughs> Honestly, well, like we, to- I mean, we talk every day. Yeah. Constantly. Like constantly. We're always texting each other. Um, when we're around each other, we just laugh. Like we just love to have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Like, so I can just always count on Kim to like, even if I'm in a bad mood, I'm like, oh, Kim's just hilarious. She's gonna crack me up. Oh, today. that's so sweet. Yeah, and when I, Sophia is my little goddaughter. So. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, you guys are just your family. At this She's point. like my sister. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I love what you said about the contract. Like, without give, going into too much detail, let's say somebody who's out there listening is like, "Oh, me and my husband want to start a business, or me and my best friend want to start contract, a business." Baby. Yeah, contract. Exactly. And do it from the jump. And Mm -hmm. do you have any additional advice that you're comfortable sharing as it relates to developing a contract with a friend or a loved one? Yeah, money. I mean, how much are you investing? You know, if someone isn't investing 50%, they don't get 50%, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Miriam and I are Mm -hmm. investing 50%. Each I tried once to get her to give me fifty one percent. She quickly <laughs> declined to me with the quickness. <laughs> she quickly no. was like, "No, nah, girl, you can you can you can sit back down." <laughs> <laughs> but I tried it. But yeah, we're fifty fifty, and and when we when we 
you know, talked about this business within days, we called to get an LLC filed. We used Inc file, I N C F I L E. It's an online service. It's very inexpensive. It's, I actually, we were Googling what are the best services for small businesses? And this was one of them. And nice. okay, in cool. their LLC, they, you know, they give you your EIN, which is your social security for your business. Um, they give you just a ton of really important things. But one of the things that they, that they give you within that is a um, partnership contract. If you're in partnership with somebody else, they basically give you a template for it. And, you know, you can put in there how much each person has invested or owns a company. And in there is Mary McDonald, 50%, Kimberly Borges, 50%. Mm-hmm. And we had that before we even had Blazers. Mm-hmm. You know? So That's smart. True. Yeah. And so, so if, if, if ever it becomes something that, you know, I want to step away or she wants to step away, we we have that contract. I mean, I pray to God that never happens. I pray that we're flexible enough to, if, if a season in our lives comes where we have to kind of bring it down or bring it back up, we can work around it, but we're, we're, we're pretty black and white about it. Mm-hmm. You know? Nice. Nice. Good. Well, you guys, if it's your husband, still- like everybody, if it's your family, if it's your husband, if you get a contract. Exactly. No, I, you got to set expectations up front and that just mm-hmm. is on everything. Right. Absolutely. Um, now there are like literally a thousand other questions I want to ask you guys. So I'm excited to bring you back on um, for season two. But oh, what yay. we're going to do is get into the industry rapid fire. So you can answer these however you want as business owners or, you know, if you're nine to five or as a mom entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. But what is the biggest misconception about your industry? About like fashion industry? Mm hmm. However you want to answer it. What do you think? You you answer first. Why? Do you not have an answer? I have an answer. <laughs> okay, you go. <laughs> well, just from personal experience, I did not know things were this expensive to make. <laughs> like, whenever I go shopping, I'm like, I know this costs you 10 cents, you know? Yes. And then, and then I'm making it and I'm like, excuse me? Like, how much are you charging me? You know? Yeah. So that's one misconception. Like, and also as a small business, like it's one thing to buy from like J. Crew. Like who is J Crew? I don't know who J Crew is. Is he okay? Like does he have family? <laughs> but I know who Power Woman is. It's you know Miriam and Kim, and they have family. And so when it's a small business owner, and you know it's their, their savings. Like I have started shopping from business owner from small businesses almost exclusively. Yeah. Except for the occasional lapse with Amazon. Of course. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's. Um, I don't know. I guess I don't know if this is a misconception, but like one thing that I always heard is, and I still hear is like fashion is really hard to get into. Like it's really hard to get into this market of like fashion, but you know, I, I mean, I literally cried like two days ago because like we were just getting so many messages, like really sweet messages from like our followers, like people that bought like our blazers just saying like, how much like our blazers made him feel so confident. Like it yeah. gave them that confidence oh, for yeah. the interview. Like it made them feel beautiful. Like they were at a like rut because of COVID. And, and I was just like, wow, like people just like resonate with us and like yeah. they love our brand. And to me oh, yeah. that I'm like, J crew doesn't have that. Like, yeah. no, like the- we're, we're, we're we want to be your sister. Like we want to be your best friend. Like that blazer is your best friend. So when you're getting that lipstick or that pen, 
it's it's us handing you that lipstick or pen and being like, you go, girl. Like, you got that. You did that, you know? I love ooh, So when these women like, are like well, – well, You're right. It is like the hype woman. Blazer yeah. Of, we are hyping you up. Like, <laughs> we don't want to – Like, these blazers aren't to empower you. They're to celebrate you. You are perfect as you are. Oh, I love We that. just want to highlight it. We want you to mm-hmm. feel comfortable – being loud, using your hands, being emotional, speaking up, oh. being feminine, you know? You can you can command a boardroom and you can do it in pink, damn it. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> I love that. Quote so, of the year. Yeah. So and that is- that was just one thing that I was just like, mm, no, okay, even if fashion is like hard to get into, like this is this is not more than just fashion. Like this is a brand. And, yeah. yeah, or that you had to look a certain way to be a blogger. Yes, because I mean, mm. if you go on Instagram, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of bloggers have a certain look. And we have a blog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so when we got on there, we were like, "Damn, Miriam, we have to lose a hundred pounds <laughs> collectively." Oh my God. We would literally have to lose a hundred. Yeah. Pounds. <laughs> I was like, Miriam, we have to go blonde and we have to lose 100 pounds. And we also have to be millionaires tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. And, and I think that's actually part of why your video really caught my attention is because it was it was really inclusive. It was. Totally. Those are our friends. Yeah. Those are our sisters, you know? Exactly. And then only to come to find out, yeah, what you said, like, those are all your real friends. This is, yeah, again, yeah. I thought Hadley had been selected to do a model shoot. And I was like, I did. selected as our friend. I mean, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so quiet. Yeah. And also, like, people are like, you, 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 sometimes as a small business owner, you get in your head as like, I need to outsource this. I need to get this. I need to pay models. I need to pay this person. Yeah. And it's like, you need to not cut corners, but be creative. So exactly. you need a photographer. Maybe you don't need a photographer, but we chose, you know, we had, we were lucky to get blessed with a beautiful human being photographer. Her name was Rachel Haycox. She made that video and she killed the photo shoot. Um, and then we have another photographer who just did her photos recently. Her name is Angelica Marie photo on Instagram. And, oh my God. Angelica is an angel. Like just like her name. <laughs> no, I and, say her name. And we were, at first, like, do we pay models? And then we we're like, our friends are pretty as hell. Let's just get them to do it, you know? And they, and girls love to take photos. And we got them champagne and food. And we had a blast. We had the music bumping. And it was, it, the first photo shoot was hectic. I have never felt closer to a heart attack in my life. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty hectic. But um, it was a learning experience. So our second photo shoot, we came with it. We were prepared. We had a schedule. We heard, we were like, you wear this, you wear that. And it worked out, but it use use your friends are a resource. Use mm. them. Yeah, and we're diverse. Our friends are diverse. Yeah, we, we wanted yep. to have just like an all inclusive website. Yeah, I mean, we wanted to we want to go online and not feel bad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we don't want to feel like shit every time we go log on Instagram. Like, damn, like we're none of these things. But I think, it, and it's it's almost like the representation thing for some people it strikes the wrong nerve. But that's because they've always seen themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. They haven't felt mm-hmm. like. I, I mean, I grew up in a in a white household, and I'm Afro Latina. Like nobody had my skin color, my hair type. No one had my features, and so I grew up putting baby powder on my face to look yeah. whiter because I was like, "Well, this is this is how they look. This is how I want to look." Exactly. And so it, it does affect people. It does affect people. And so when we got we go out there. We go out there as ourselves, whether that's makeup or no makeup, whether that's five pounds or over or five pounds under, and we're proud of it because we're living life, man. 
Exactly. Well, even just the fact that you're bra- – because I remember texting Hadley because I have really broad shoulders. I'm like, girl, mm-hmm. are these blazers going to fit my shoulders? And she's like, yes, because we both have, like, really broad shoulders and have, exactly. like, a similar build up top. So um, – except my boobs are way bigger. So I'm like, I got to make sure this is going to fit. Oh, and- yeah. That's our thing, too. We're, we've always been – I, I, well, I'm going to speak for myself. I've always been, <clears throat> like, a little embarrassed by my, like, upside-down Dorito-shaped body. So – like <laughs> when we made this, when we made these blazers, because Miriam's blessed with like a Coca Cola body. She's like curvy on top, curvy on the bottom, curvy mm-hmm. on the sides, curvy like curvy all over. So yeah. Yeah. she's got a waist. And so when we made these, I was like, damn, like this is just gonna go. This is not gonna look good on me. And then they did. They're like the sisterhood of the traveling blazer. They look good on everybody. <laughs> Boom. It's yes. awesome. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, my God. Especially the um, LBB. I'm like, I don't – I can't see how that can't look good on people. It so. looks good on everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it, is, it accentuates you in the right places. And mm-hmm. you know what? I'm not trying to have my, my strong shoulders anymore. They're strong as hell. I can, I can probably squat people, so <laughs> – <laughs> yes. Actually, no. I, I got twi- I got little stick legs, so I probably can't. She does. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I can bench press. Okay. <laughs> there we go. In your blazer. Ooh. Now, what is your least? Or yeah, what is your least favorite part about the industry? Oh, that's a hard question because I try not to focus on like the negative. But I guess the my least favorite, or just like the hardest one, is like getting your like, I know we know we have a great product, but it's like, how do we share it with the whole U.S.? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, not just Texas, but like, how do we get it to like California, the East Coast, mm-hmm. everybody, you know? Do you um, want to, um, and I can edit this out if you don't want to talk about it. Do you hope to like be in boutiques, you know, in the next couple of years, or would you like to stay exclusively online? No, we're like yeah. open to be like everywhere. Let's manifest yeah. this right now. Yeah, we <laughs> are gonna be in Neiman Marcus. We are gonna be in Nordstrom. We are gonna be in Macy's. We're gonna be in the top boutiques in the U.S. Reese Witherspoon, if you're listening, I saw that. I like I, I tagged you. I liked it up. I was like, Let's, yeah. And when I looked, y'all were the top comment, by the way. So that was on serendipity. She was. she was like literally posted the third she was the third comment yeah we because i was i was scrolling through instagram as i do constantly and i saw she posted that so i quickly was like power on you know like like <laughs> freeze power on please <laughs> and and then i texted miriam i was like we gotta text everybody to to comment immediately and we both got on it as quickly as we could like kind of like throw like you know whatever this is never gonna happen and our power woman tribe came through yes like Dude. i said when i was there it was the top comment and it's it insane. had like 300 likes i think yeah. 50 comments Dude, this is a time like women women are so connected right now to each other we are we are so supportive of each other we are unstoppable and we felt that that's why miriam was in tears because yeah. it was just <laughs> insane like we were we were being lifted physically by our power woman tribe yeah, and it was just kind of like I was texting Kim. It's just like validation of your hard work again. Sometimes mm-hmm. I have like literally I'm just exhausted from working mm-hmm. seven days a week. And I'm like, is Power Woman going to be my out? Like, is this – like, am I doing the right thing? And mm-hmm. and then like just seeing that, I was like, oh, my God, I am doing the right thing. Like strangers like messaging us, like mm-hmm. they love it. Like taking the time out to like 
you know, send really nice messages. I was, I was in tears. Like I cried. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, and that probably is a good segue into what is your favorite part of the industry? Um, honestly, like just meeting, meeting people and like making connections. And, you know, I look back and I'm like, if, if we hadn't started this, then I wouldn't know a lot of the women, great women Mm -hmm. that we know and a lot of like the great relationships that we have. Mm -hmm. And just even that, it's just like, I'm so grateful for such a blessing. Yeah. For all of that. Because they inspire us. Like whenever we feel a little bit down or a little bit tired, we look at those women Mm -hmm. and they're killing it or they're struggling, but they're pushing, you know, or they're, or they're doing self care. And, and like being around those women is very important because they are a reflection of you and what a beautiful reflection, honestly, beautiful reflection. We're so blessed to have them around us. And if we hadn't done Power Woman, we would have never met them. Yeah. And that is, that is honestly the best part. Yeah. Well, and it's like, there's so much, your product is, it's so deeper than a product. It really is a message that I know. I mean, for me, I don't think I even, my imagination didn't even let me combine the words femininity and strength in the same sentence, like thinking, oh, you know, let me be a boss. Let me be a dude with, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's no, like you can, you can actually find a lot of like, I'm working with, um, an abundant sex and money coach right now. And that's what we talk about is like the power of femininity and not trying to suppress it and realizing that that is where we can get so much strength. So, um, yeah, so your blazers, I think really promote, I don't, I, I, it's something it's, it struck a chord in my soul for me, which is why I think I got so excited when, yeah, because I mean, you've been leaving, you've been leaving her at the door and she's been knocking on the door. Like, Hey yep. girl, let us in. Like we want to go yep. in there with you. We, we're a part of yep. you, you know? Exactly. And so and when I put that blazer on, it feels like me. It doesn't, like you said, it doesn't just feel like another, you know, carbon copy at J. Crew. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I love these colors. Or, oh my God, I would have, you know, designed this if I had that design yeah. mind. Yeah. Like, so I love it. And finally, the final question is, what is the hiccup? or failure that you would never take away from your journey or that you learn the most from? Oh God, I feel like we've had so many. We've had so many hiccups <laughs> and we've had so many failures. Honestly, designing is is really hard. Yes. And so it's a lot of trial and error, except trial and error is expensive as hail. Mm. You know, mm. so we made a few pants Um our first go around. And I think we made five pants and three of, three of those pants – we love. They're a great material. They're a great fit. They're a great cut. Two of them uh, were so we just couldn't stand by them, and we had mm. to after we had already ordered and produced them and had them in our inventory, we had to just scrap them. We oh, had so thousands of dollars. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, that hurts. That hurts. Oh, it, it hurt. But Did honestly, you- we were like, our name is on this. Would we want? Would we give this to our sister to wear? Yeah. No. no. So we took it out. Did you end yeah. up donating them or, mm-hmm. or yeah. yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Wow. Cause I know, um, Kim Kardashian had to do, you know, do you remember the whole, um, before Kimono, it was, skins, skins, it was called yeah. Kimono. yeah. So she's like, well, we just had to do it. Really, she really tried it. You know, uh, I was like, ma'am, when, when she first dropped it, I'm like, girl, Kimono? you know better. Kimono. You, come she's on. Like, I invented kimonos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I was like, she's gonna have to change that name. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, Which, do you not have enough people on skins. your team? Oh, Miriam loves Skims. I love Skims. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Like I love Skims, and I just was like, you can't name it Kimono. Like, yeah, no, you're definitely. gonna have to change that up. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> awesome. Well, I know everyone was gonna want to keep up with you, ladies, and the brand. Where can everyone find you on Instagram and social media? Yeah, our Instagram is at PWR underscore WMN. And our website is www.powerwoman.shop. And that's PWRWMN.shop. Awesome. And then I know that we can look forward to the collaboration, Blazer. Anything else that we should keep our eyes open for, you know, for the rest of the year in 2021? Oh, my God. 100%. We have a beautiful market coming up with the Iman Project, um, the Curator Project at Legacy West. It's December 13th. It's on Sunday. It'll be there all day. Come support us and other amazing, amazing small businesses that are really putting their heart on the line. And we just love to see you guys support it, it, and supporting by just being there, you know? Yeah, totally. Legacy like West in Dallas. Yeah, like in Plano. In Plano. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's actually Frisco. <laughs> yeah it's technically <laughs> legacy west is technically frisco but it's like right on the border but mm-hmm. it's legacy west and it's such a beautiful event even if you can't spend any money like that's totally fine you know post about it uh yep. like and comment or just stop by to say hi it, i mean come support all of the beautiful vendors please 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 december 13th legacy west plano frisco beautiful. girl look it up <laughs> <laughs> hilarious and awesome are they like kim Miriam? thank you so much for being on here but seriously you guys i was a consumer a fangirl well before they knew i existed we're now very good friends we are having couple dates once quarantine is like a thing of the past which i don't know if it will ever be so can like everyone wear a mask king great but i want to hear from you guys it actually really freaking pumps me up. <laughs> pumps me up. <laughs> no, but it really it makes me super stoked when you all reach back out to me and you tell me what you thought of the episode or add to the discussion or give your final thoughts. So please, please hit me up on Instagram at officepolitics.podcast or on my personal Insta, Jasmine Reed Clark. And please make sure that you go follow Power Woman on Instagram, buy a blazer, take pics, tag all of us. And with that,